Welcome to the Women in My World podcast. I'm Sherry Rigby. Do you need some inspiration in your life to keep walking in your faith as you step into your calling? The Women in My World's guests will impact you as they share their triumphs and their tragedies through the art of storytelling as we discuss the world today and how they are influencing it. The show is dedicated to women who put their faith into action by tackling critical real-life issues that will change and impact the world. I'm excited to share the mic with celebrities, authors, influencers, trailblazers, and world changers as they dig deep into how they overcome by leaning into Christ. Anna Redman, my guest today, is a dear friend, and she is also one of the number one costume designers in the faith and family world, and I would say throughout the entire industry. Her work spans wide varieties of genres, periods, and looks. Redman began her career as a creative in the record business, working in both marketing and as a stylist. Her work includes music videos and award show styling for musical artists like Darius Rucker, Hootie and the Blowfish, Brothers Osborne. Tim McGraw, and many other country and Christian artists. Starting with October Baby in 2011, Redmond began a longtime collaboration with filmmakers like John Irwin, Andy Irwin, and John Gunn. In addition to Jesus Revolution in these films, her work includes Mom's Night Out, I Can Only Imagine, I Still Believe, and some of the additional film credits are like War Room, American Underdog, Overcomer, Beautifully Flawed, Unbreakable Boy, and The Shift. I mean, this girl's got a resume like none other. Anna it currently lives in Nashville with her producer and film composer husband and their three children. I am so excited to welcome one of my dear friends and sisters, Anna Redman. Hello, friend. How are you? Good. (laughs) Good to see your face. I know. It's so good. Our worlds are like, it feels always like we're going a million miles in opposite directions. But yet when we come back together, I feel like we were just sitting across from each other having coffee. I know. I think that's what makes our friendship so sweet. Because (laughs) it's like when you you have friends who get it, who go, and and that, you know, it's hard. It's a hard thing to grapple with this life, this crazy life we live. But it's good when you have friends who not only share uh, love for the Lord um, and sisterhood in that, but also just an understanding of each other and our lives and have so much grace for it. Yeah. Absolutely. Well, I'm sitting here. I'm excited to have coffee across from you this morning and talk a little bit about cheers to you. Cheers. I'm going <laughs> to kick us off with one of the questions that I feel like is such an important one. And we discuss it all the time with women we're discipling or mentoring. Uh, and that question is, how do you define success? Mm, I think, honestly, it's um, how I'm moving forward in my life, becoming more of who God wants me to be um, on the inside, that everything I walk through, I don't really, this may come back to bite me, but I don't really care too much about like success, what it looks like with my resume or awards or anything like that. I mean, while those things are just amazing and icing on the cake, I think that for me, it's internal. It's that Mm. growth internally that everything I walk through shapes me and molds me more into the Hooper, into the woman God wants me to be. Mm -hmm. Um, and coming to that place of freedom to be like, the things outside of me don't define me. It's what God is doing on the inside of me that writes the story of my life and who I am. Mm -hmm. Um, and it's constantly growing, you know, the more I, you know, one of the things I shared recently with some others is that um, 
when I was going into doing, I can only imagine the Lord spoke to me and said, and I think I've shared this with you before, but uh, the Lord spoke to me and said, Anna, there is a depth to me that you do not know. And there is a depth to you that you do not know because you were made in my image. Mm -hmm. If you are willing to go to the depths of who I am, I actually will unlock the depths of who you are. Mm -hmm. But it doesn't go the other way around. I think we get it wrong in our culture when we seek ourselves first. Yeah. Right? We, right. We, we seek after who am I supposed to be? Who am I, you know, who, what makes me significant? You know, right. what makes me special? Everyone has that desire. Um, everybody does, but the order is wrong because, yeah. you know, the Bible says, seek first the kingdom of God mm-hmm. and all of these things will come. And the reality is I didn't learn that until I was in my thirties. Mm-hmm. And so I think that, um, I think life teaches you that with right. when you're walking with the Lord, that it's actually finding him first. Mm-hmm. And then you actually see yourself clearly. It's a mirror. And then yeah. you go, oh, wait, now I see myself. So I think that that success to me is to be able to say, I see more of me. I see more of who God has molded me to be. And that person, she's free and she yeah. is whole and she is loved and honestly like I want to remain in that place so I try really hard to not let outward success be a part of that story uh, because it can definitely quickly convolute it I love that and I think the the really I love there's so much you just said there there's so much into it but it's like when we actually see ourselves for who we actually are we actually Mm -hmm. see ourselves because we're looking closer to who Christ is, right? Yeah. Like we're looking at him where we have a deeper relationship and mm-hmm. understanding of who he is and how he dwells within us. And so yeah. our eyes have to be focused on him first. Isn't it interesting that the culture that we live in to- today in this world is actually, it's the significance is so focused on me, myself, and I. It's so focused on how I can put myself out to the world mm-hmm. instead of putting Christ first that we put him out and that's who shines through us. You know, it's just a, it's such a, it's such a crazy um, Mm -hmm. perspective. And yet if we could just be counterculture Mm -hmm. and really go, wait a minute, I've got to put Christ first. And then that's what you actually see. And now I can actually walk in freedom. I can walk in faithfulness. I can can walk in the righteousness. Like I can walk in the glory of God. How do you think, in today's culture, well, we're going to come back to that. I want to talk first a little bit about the calling on your life, because mm-hmm. I know this will all kind of tie back to what you just said. There's significant moments as we walk through this this thing we call life. And so mm-hmm. how do you know, or was there a time in your life when God said, Anna, I'm calling you into this particular place? Yeah. I, well, it's interesting because it's not what I signed up for. <laughs> um, <laughs> I, um, I grew up... Uh, Really, um, singing music was my passion and singing. And mm-hmm. so I got a full ride scholarship to go to school, uh, with vocal performance. So I have a vocal performance degree. So, um, it was all I ever thought I was going to be. Mm-hmm. Um, and then I realized it became my idol. Mm-hmm. It became all I thought I was. And so that started to really wreck me. Because the drive to be significant in that was derailing my life and destroying not just myself, but also my husband and our marriage. And through that process, the Lord humbled me and brought me to a place of surrender because I was hopeless. I was 
I was going to drive this ship into the ground because Mm -hmm. I needed it so badly to feel significant. Um, and I was, I was, I was the driver and, um, and, and it was really the internal, uh, lie that I believed that I wasn't good enough. That was actually driving. (laughs) I thought I was in control, but that little 12, that 12 year old girl, she was pretty bullheaded and she really didn't give up easily. And so, um, until I faced myself one day, um, in a very, very dark place Mm -hmm. and saw that 12 year old girl looking back at me in the mirror and she was still broken. I had not fixed her. And all of my striving to be significant, I had not fixed her. Yeah. And I realized I couldn't. And so the Lord humbled me and I came back to my marriage. I came back to my home. I came back to my place with the Lord and I surrendered. And I said, I don't want to go anywhere if you're not with me. And so I, I laid it down. I laid down everything and I just went, God, I'm terrified to walk away from you and lose sight of everything. And so I have to lay it all down. So I did. And so it was a place of surrender that really happened. And I, I laid everything down. I laid all my dreams down. So I didn't know what I was going to be. Um, and wow. then I started to see God evolve my steps. And it was just mm-hmm. walking through the doors that opened and the things that I thought, well, that sounds fun. I'll do that, you know, and some of it it was recognizing my own giftings that had been building all along. It was almost like God kept it in secret from me because (laughs) all along, I think, I think he, I think he knew because I'm, I'm a very strong person. Unfortunately, sometimes Um, I am, I think I'm a very good driver and, um, and I, I will take the reins. Because yeah. I know, I know better. Yeah. <laughs> Ask my yeah. husband. Ask my husband. Um, <laughs> I, <laughs> I am a very, I am, I am a challenger by nature. So mm-hmm. if I see a challenge, I will go and conquer it. So I really think in some ways the Lord had my eyes set on something that wasn't for me. Right. And as long as my eyes were set on that, he had something else he was brewing and building all along. Because I started mm-hmm. sewing when I was eight. My grandmothers were great seamstresses. My mom was an incredible seamstress. Um, they were very influential in my life, and I didn't see it. Yeah. I didn't see what God was building until I laid everything down and he opened my eyes. So um, it was really in that place of surrender that I saw him. Mm-hmm. And I went, oh, 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 and now I see you because I'm not in the way anymore. And so um, then it was just this evolution. I had been in the music industry uh, on the record label side doing marketing and creative. And I started to, now the other crazy backstory is that my mom is a photographer and my dad owned a production company growing up. So <laughs> behind the camera was a very comfortable at home place for me. And so when I laid down uh, my drive to be somebody special, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, I realized that there was something else there that I never saw because I really do think God had put it in. He was hiding it from me so that he could work on me. Wow. And so, and that place of surrender was key 
yeah. to the to the success that God had in mind for him, not me. Wow. I love so the that. success through my life to make God the the one to shine other than myself, you know. Now, I still have tendencies just like everybody else because I think I'm pretty vain, actually. <laughs> I, think, <laughs> I, I think that I, I, I have the same, the same, I tick the same way everybody else does. Sure. Um, and so I have to really um, limit what I allow into my life. I think one of the big things is social media is hard for me. So I lay it down because, um, I, I need the affirmation that, that old girl in me Mm -hmm. can, can, can grab onto those things. That little Mm -hmm. girl who's, who was broken a long time ago that God has healed. Um, the enemy can lay those traps for me again. And, and I can, because it's, it can be something that's ingrained inside of you mm-hmm. and you're it almost, um, you know, it's hard to break something that, that you grew into. Yeah. And so I think, um, that little girl, she, she still needs it sometimes. And so I, I have to stay away from the accolades and the, the affirmations because I know myself yeah. and I know that it will trigger in me that little girl's need mm-hmm. to be seen again. So I yeah. think, um, I think that's probably, um, how I got here and the success has just been surrender right, and, right. and wanting God to be glorified and, and remaining in that space mm-hmm. purposefully. And it's not easy to, to, to let him be the one that gets the credit. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Know, yeah, cause, yeah cause absolutely. You know, so I think, does that answer the question? Yeah. I think it does because, and I love, you know, this has kind of been a theme that I've noticed um, talking with women and hearing their stories of where God has brought them to. I love that the Lord uses everything in our lives. You know, mm-hmm. uh, he's created us in a certain way and he really does use everything. And so mm-hmm. even for you to go back into the music, you know, talking about where your heart was and what you had done, mm-hmm. I mean, you know, and then working in the music industry like you have, I mean, it's just a really cool thing to see how God says, well, I'm not going to waste that. I've yeah. actually brought you into the relationship where now you're working with musical artists and mm-hmm. you're you're actually doing movies that really do, you know, share a musical genre where, you know, the Irwin brothers have been very, mm-hmm. you know, instrumental in creating a lot of really incredible, you know, music videos and movies with, you know, big musical artists like Jeremy Camp and different ones. And so, you know, you put your hands to those things and you you know it. And so I just love how the Lord goes, I'm gonna, I'm gonna take you on this journey and I'm gonna do something through the, your life that you've never seen before and I'm not going to waste one single second of it. And we go, wait a minute. It looks like it's wasted or it looks like maybe that was something, but it really isn't. And I love Mm -hmm. when he goes, surrender it all to me and let me do something way bigger than you've ever imagined and that you can ever dream of. You're listening to the Edify Podcast Network. We'll be right back. This podcast is part of the Edify Podcast Network. Edify is a faith-inspiring app that brings together thousands of the best Christian podcasts in one place for your listening enjoyment. Cut through the noise and grow your faith by diving into the world's top Christian podcasts today. Download the Edify app for free from the App Store or Google Play or by going to edify.app. That's E-D-I-F-I dot app. This is the Edify Podcast Network. Welcome back. And then I look at you and I go, okay, so then 
you've gone through this, uh, these different things in this journey of your life. You're a mama bear of three, um, and you're married and your, your husband is also a musical artist. And so you guys really tackle, um, family and motherhood and fatherhood in this beautiful way, because you know that God has this calling on your life. So I'd Mm -hmm. love for you to share a little bit with us about how do you guys tackle this? Because you're both in the industry Mm -hmm. and you're both very, you know, what family means and your children Mm -hmm. mean to you. So how do you do this day in and day out knowing that God has called you into this crazy industry that we work Mm -hmm. in? Yeah. Uh, it's funny because you said beautiful in a beautiful way. And, and, and in my brain, I'm like in the messiest possible way. Um, I think we are, um, it's nuts, but yeah. um, I think one of the things that I got out of the surrender as well is a partner in my husband mm. that locked arms with me and, and was like, let's go together. And figure out where God's calling you, because I I I was a huge cheerleader for him, uh, and where God had called him. And when he started to see where God had called me, um, it was the same. I got the same from him. And so I think we really are incredible partners. He's my, he's been my best friend for a long time. You know, I I met him when I was twenty. Yeah. And so we went to music school together. I, I joke that I got a vocal performance degree, but what I walked away with was an MRS degree. And so um, <laughs> an MRS and a ring. <laughs> yeah. So um, so yeah, so it was it was uh, it, we've been together for a very long time, mm. more than half my life now, because I'll be forty five in July. And so we've been together for twenty four years. Um, and I think that what God has continued to bless our life with is the grace for where he's called us. Like I, there's just an overwhelming sense of grace in our home that, um, he, when he calls you, he equips you and he gives you what you need. So we constantly just step forward in faith that, um, God is going to provide what we need and what our children need. And we have a community of people here that love us and love our children. I have a community of moms here that I'm so blessed with that um, love on my kids. And um, I have young people that I have mentored and raised up who love on my kids, Mm -hmm. who act like big brothers and big sisters to my kids. We have a very big family here. And so um, there is a support system that we have that I I can only say God built because um, it's beautiful. That is what's beautiful. Um, our our life looks quite messy on paper, but um, but it works, you know. Yeah. And it, it's like because because God, when he, like again, when God calls you, He equips the calling, He equips mm-hmm. you, and He equips those around you. Mm-hmm. And so, while there are seasons that are really challenging, there's always purpose in it. Yeah. You know, we we just yeah. I just you know little little side note of something I just walked through with my. My beautiful boy, he's my middle, he's the middle of my sandwich. And I joke with him all the time that that's the best part of the sandwich is the middle because he's my only boy. And um, uh, we gave Adrian a puppy for his 10th birthday last year. And one of the things that I've prayed for continuously where God has called me is that, Lord, just make, because my first calling, I think, is being their mom and my husband's wife. So I'm like, Lord, make me available for the moments that matter. 
Mm. And in the fall last year, I turned down every movie, mm-hmm. even yours. And I'm sorry. <laughs> I know, but you gave me a really great, you gave me a really great, amazing woman. Yeah. So really love yeah. her very well, much. And she's been a great mm-hmm. asset to my team. She's wonderful. Yeah. But um, one of the reasons was because my daughter, my oldest was starting seventh grade. And I felt really deep in my heart. Seventh grade is very pivotal. 12 years old. That girl, that old 12-year-old girl of me saw the 12-year-old girl and my daughter and was like, I have to be here. So I stayed home all of the fall when she started a new school in seventh grade. And But while I was home, the Lord impressed on my heart to just start praying where I wanted to go next. Mm -hmm. And so I started praying. And one of the places I I put on the top of the list was Birmingham, Alabama, because Mm -hmm. it's two and a half hours away. And so I was like, I could drive home on the weekends. So um, next week, I get a phone call from the movie The Shift. And, um, and I said, yes, it was filmed and it was going to be filmed in Birmingham. So fast forward to being in Birmingham, I am in the theater watching Jesus revolution for the first time with my team. And I get some text messages from my son saying, mommy, you have to call me. So I get out of the theater and I call my son and he's just devastated. And he says, mommy, he says, mommy, George, George died. George got hit by a car. Oh no. And I just wept with my mm-hmm. son. And I went, I'm getting in the car right now. Mm-hmm. I got in my car and I drove home two, I, I think I made it in two hours. Yeah. And I held him all night while he cried. And we got up as a family the next morning and buried our little George on our farm. Mm-hmm. And I was able to get back in my car and go home and go, or go back to Birmingham and get back to work. And the reality was, was like, I just thanked the Lord at that moment that I was like, God, you did. Mm-hmm. You gave me the moments that mattered because I knew right. you were shaping my son's heart through this experience. Yeah. And yeah. I knew that it was life-changing. Yeah, yeah. And I just worshiped and prayed, praise the Lord that I was like, God, thank you that you've answered my prayers, even in these little things that, that you don't see coming. Mm-hmm. But that's how you work out the calling on my life is that you've given me the space mm-hmm. and the understanding to listen to your voice and respond. Right. And then when things happen that yeah. you know we're going to face, Absolutely. You give us what we need to do it. So, so I think even in big moments like that in our lives, God has shown himself faithful and great gracious Mm -hmm. to give us the the things that we need and the things that my children need. So I'm very, very present in my children's lives, even when I'm away. Um, My daughter and I, my oldest, she and I talk all the time. She's very attached to time with mommy. And then my youngest, she turns four this weekend, <laughs> wow. um, my, my surprise egg. Yeah. And she's just full, just full of just spirit. That it. kid is amazing. So, yeah, so we've, we've been able to really uh, have a very uh, unusually uh, healthy life out of, out of what, what we're both called into that seems chaotic to other mm-hmm. people. And I understand when people look at our lives, they go, oh, I could never do it. And I'm like, you're right. If you're not called to it, you can't. You can't do it. Yeah, 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 yeah. But but I know without a doubt that my husband and I are called to what we're doing. And Mm -hmm. because of that, there is a peace and a graciousness in walking in it that I, I just, 
and and we respond when the Lord says no. Yeah, they know. It's yeah. like the the fall. It was like I I knew the Lord was telling me to say no to every movie that came my way, yeah. and I did. And yeah. It was hard. It was hard because I don't like I don't I don't like to say no to yeah. to things that I really want to do, yeah. and so. Um, but, but it was his goodness out of that because he yeah. knew, yeah, he knew yeah, where, yeah, yeah. where we were going. So. Yeah. Yeah. No. And that's great. Tell me a little bit about, I mean, cause you're talking about that with it. How have you gone through, I mean, what have been some incredible positive moments that have really grown you in your faith as you've been on these movie sets and maybe some mm. of them have actually shook you up a little bit. Yeah. Um, cause I know we're, we're, you know, we're going to start windling down here, but I think it's a, it's an important question because, man, these sets can make us or break us or they stretch us to a certain point. And I don't know that a lot of people understand the dynamics of what we go through here and there, but I want to know, because these movies that you've been a part of have had really impactful messages on our culture Mm -hmm. and they're supposed to shift that, Mm -hmm. right? So they also shift us when we're on set. So how, you know, what has been something that you've walked away with and you're like, man, that's been really positive. It's strengthened Mm -hmm. me and grown me. And then you've walked away from another project and you went like, man, that just really shook my world. Mm -hmm. Yeah. I mean, I, I look at every, project that I walk into, um, I've learned over the years to walk into them with surrender and lots of prayer and going, okay, Lord, what do you have for me Mm -hmm. in this experience to grow? What are you doing to grow something inside of me? It's not really about necessarily the project. And some of them have been, uh, just the, the, the season that I was in, what God was doing in me and in my team, uh, growing us, there's been challenges, but the, the, the thing that I do is I do try to walk into them with surrender. And, uh, it's funny because the, I told you that when, um, I walked into, I can only imagine I, the Lord said, there's a depth to me that you do not know. Right. right. So I'm thinking in, in response to something like that, I'm thinking, oh, this is going to be incredible. <laughs> The, you know what, what digging looks like, it hurts. Mm -hmm. And so God was getting deeper inside of me. Mm -hmm. So he was unearthing some really ugly patterns in my life during Jesus, during, um, I can only imagine I had to face myself on that movie in some of my old ways. Mm -hmm. And I, I, it, it definitely shook me. Uh, it shook me and Jeremy because some of my old ways were not healthy for my marriage. Mm. And, um, and so it, it definitely wasn't a comfortable experience. Yeah. It was painful. Mm. Um, but that movie was beautiful Yeah, and what God did in me was beautiful. Mm-hmm. And so, and then, you know, I go into war room, mm-hmm. uh, doing that movie and God gave me dreams that we were going to have another baby and guess who mm-hmm. that baby was. <laughs> little Addie and she fast forward what's crazy is God gave me dreams on war room that we were gonna have another baby fast forward to overcomer which would have been four years later and I was 40 years old yeah. not when I thought I was gonna have another baby yeah. um so that experience was completely different because God the Kendricks create an atmosphere that's just really unique and beautiful yeah. Right. And I think it creates an atmosphere to hear God's voice a little bit clearer. <laughs> and yes. so yes. on that on that production, I definitely had a lot more uh, revelation from the Lord 
mm-hmm. on War Room and on Overcomer. So those experiences were different mm-hmm. um, and more of a mountaintop kind of thing, you know. Right, right, um, right. And then Jesus Revolution, uh, you know, people always say, what's your favorite project? I'm like, here's the thing. It's always the last one I did mm-hmm. because I, I walk away from it going, I grew so much. Right. Something changed. Something was altered inside of me from that process. So, mm-hmm. so Jesus Revolution was that way too. It was just now that one was a pretty, it was a pretty big mountaintop for me. It was hard. Right. It was hard, right. and yeah. it stretched our team. But I saw God move in ways that I'd never seen Him move on set. Yeah, and so yeah, so I think that every project has a different purpose. Mm-hmm. in me. Mm-hmm. And I mean, obviously what ends up on the screen has purpose in other people's lives in different ways, you know, yeah. so there's meaning and purpose in what we're doing. That's why I think we do what we do. But, um, but there's also meaning and purpose in me that yeah. God is shaping and molding me. So sometimes they're good. Sometimes, <laughs> they, sometimes they feel good and sometimes they feel really, really bad. Yeah. But out of all of it is growth and I get to see more of who God is. And in turn, seeing more of who I am. I love that because, you know, I always think about these movies that we do in the faith world, faith and family world, really. And they all very, they're all significant. Their messages are significant. And I think that when we put our mind in the right place, that we can walk away from experiences like what Mm -hmm. you just shared that could be mountain, you know, mountaintops or um, down deep in the valley. Mm -hmm. And they can be significant. They can either shake us or make us or whatever it might be. But if we really walked into them with the perspective of God, what are you teaching me through this process? How can I learn? Mm -hmm. How can I actually share with other people? How can I be, Mm -hmm. you know, how can I be here for your glory to not only Mm -hmm. share you, but also to grow me so that I can go on and do something even more impactful or whatever that looks like. And, and I love how God is like, you know, when I put you on holy ground, there is nothing that I'm going to, again, like leave laying there. Like this is going to be used not only for the people who are making the movie or the cast who are in front of the camera, but also for the people seeing it. And I just love that perspective. Like no matter what we do, what we lay our hands to, if we would just turn it over to God and look Mm -hmm. at it like, man, it might be really hard and really difficult, but I'm going to come out better because that's what God wants for me. Or, you know, it's just a great place to be in. Yeah not, I think the thing that we think a lot of times is that we're going to lose when we lay down our life. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. God only takes out the things that he knows are not healthy or not propelling us forward, you know? So good. It, it, It really is everything that God brings into our life is good. Mm-hmm. No matter what it is, no matter, even if it looks really, really horrible yeah. and painful, yeah. the things that God allows us to walk through. I don't think God orchestrates bad things in our lives. Mm-mm. I think we, it's a product of a broken world that we live in, yes. um, but he will use them. Absolutely. He will use them in our lives to um, draw us closer to who he is. Mm-hmm. Because that that relationship with our creator, you know, yeah. I, I, I would rather know the one who made me mm-hmm. than know myself making myself. Yeah. I don't want to make myself. I don't, no. I'm not that good at it. <laughs> and so um, I really, really want to know 
the one who made me and the significance found in that Mm -hmm. I'll go anywhere. I'll do anything. I'll walk through everything and look up and lock eyes and move forward and go, okay, whatever your purpose was in this, show Mm -hmm. me. Yeah. Yeah. It's so good. I love that. And that's such the biblical principle, right? Like that's really what it's, that's really what it is. Mm-hmm. I love that. And I think um, it's just such a great message. Okay. So before we wrap up, tell us what's next for you and um, what we can be watching for. Um, well, I think I'm going to spend the summer with you. Um, so I think we're doing that next. Um, which I'm super excited about. Um, I don't, um, I'm taking a break right now. Um, cause my kids are finishing up their school year. Um, so hopefully we're just enjoying some t- downtime. We bought a little farm here in Nashville last mm-hmm. year and it's still quite rough around the edges so we'll be working on that and then um and then we uh will be gone for the summer hopefully uh with the Kendricks this summer in Georgia yeah and then I don't know what's next it's always like well we'll see Jeremy's on tour and yeah. so he's got a couple of things going on but his tour is winding down mm-hmm. and he's just got a couple of spot dates this summer so he'll be with us too Oh, I love that. I love that. Well, you are always such a joy and I'm just so thankful for you being one of the women in my world. You do shape me and you influence me and I'm just always just inspired by our conversation. So thank you for joining me today and just pouring into me and all the women who are listening and watching. And I know they're going to walk away with lots of beautiful, beautiful nuggets of gold. So thank you. I love you. I love you too. (laughs) All right, ladies, thanks for watching today and listening. I hope that you were inspired, that you were encouraged and impacted by this conversation. I am so excited for you to download this through Edify, Spotify, Apple, and share it with a friend. I know that when we talk about the kingdom of God and how he is moving in our lives, we will help to encourage others who may need just a little bit of just an inspiration inspirational voice for women who are going through some of the same things. So uh, make sure that you download it and share it with a friend. And I want to say thank you to Edify for sponsoring this. We could not do it without you. We are encouraged by your constant efforts to bring the women in my world to women all over the world. So thank you again for joining us. Mm -hmm.